Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Eliza G Fitness Hotter Than Health podcast, a podcast focusing on fitness, nutrition, overall wellness, and most importantly, your morning conference call. And for those of you who don't know what that is, you will soon. I'm Eliza Gelman, a personal trainer, nutrition aficionado, podcaster, influencer, and honestly, just someone who's way too comfortable asking uncomfortable questions. Um, So before we get into it, just wanted to say thank you all for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to iTunes and um, where else are we? We're on SoundCloud basically everywhere you can listen to your podcasts other than Spotify, because I just haven't quite figured that out yet. So just bear with me on that one. Um, Feel free to screenshot and send on Instagram. I'm always reposting you guys and um, sharing names and, you know, loving the support. It really means everything. It is why I do it. So far, so good. I'm super excited. Um, So I did have some ideas for this podcast, but I just got back from Chicago. My sister just ran the marathon and she kicked ass, by the way. And she just ran the marathon and the whole weekend was so much fun. But I actually just was kind of proud about the food choices that we made in one of like the biggest foodie cities ever. So I decided to flip the script a little bit and we're going to be talking about how to stay healthy while you travel and also how to add some anti-inflammatory foods into your diet. So let's get into it. Um, Basically, I'm just going to tell you how this weekend went and what we ate and how we are going to get you and keep myself in basically the best eating shape for the holidays. It's coming up. It's October. Holy shit. It's October. Um, That means it's almost Halloween time, which means parties and food and snacks and candy. And then also that leads right into Thanksgiving and then the holidays, Christmas, Hanukkah, all that good stuff. And honestly, this is just the time of year when people are like, well, all these holidays just fall so close to one another. I'm just going to kind of throw in the towel for the next few months and pick it back up during New Year's. And I'm just not into that. I think it's so silly and weak and it's not like you can't find 20 20 minutes in the day to either prep a meal or two or go to the grocery store or, you know, you can, anybody can prioritize 25 minutes. Let's, let's just start with that. Don't get in your own head that you can't do it because you can. And if you're in that mindset already, then, you know, it's, it's going to be a little tougher to get out of that mindset, but you kind of just have to make health and yourself a priority during the holidays and just go for it and just make, keep making those healthy decisions. And, and we're going to get into that. So, um, here's basically how the travel day went for me. And sorry, I have my microphone literally on a big brown cardboard box and, um, I'm just going to do my best here. All right. So want to go into specifics here because I feel like podcasts have just done better when they, when you guys have measurable advice. So a lot of you guys will be flying and traveling and even on long road trips, um, during the holidays. So this weekend I was in Chicago from Charleston. So about a little over two hour flight, not too bad, but, um, 
it is really important to me to have a good setup for my flight. So this is this is kind of how my entire weekend started. Um, so before you get on a flight, if your flight is maybe before 1 p.m., do your very, very best to keep routine intact as much as possible. And so that's going to be the key for any travel day. I get that if you wake up at four in the morning, it's going to be a little off, but that just means, you know, try intermittent fasting. Um, Try not eating immediately in the morning. Try and keep to your natural timing of when you would have your meals. But so let's just say on average, like the flight that you're going to be on is around noon. Let's just say noon. So travel tends to mess up your digestion due to stress, change in the environment. Your body kind of goes in that fight or flight mode, as well as simply just changing your diet when you travel. So that's going to kind of be inevitable, but you're going to, we're going to do our best to keep with the foods that we're, our bodies are used to eating. So, um, that morning, of my flight, I knew that I had a flight at one o'clock. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to commit myself to anything from 11 on because that's when I know I'm going to either get to the airport, pack, whatever, do last minute things. So I set my alarm for seven, even though I had off from work that day, set my alarm for seven, woke up, had my hot water with lemon and pink sea salt. And then I had my room temperature water. Then I had my coffee. I knew that it was going to be a busy day, but I was like, okay, if I can just make sure I do those two things and then read one page from my daily stoic book, that's already setting me up for success. So I did that. And then I went to my gym and I did a low class, which that day was a hot yoga, which actually I am so fucking glad that I went to that class. So Liz is one of our coaches and I hadn't gotten to take one of her yoga classes in quite some time, probably a month or two. And I don't think it was a coincidence that I went in that day and took that class because she started talking about this kind of breathing meditation that she was doing. And I don't think people really knew how, how, know how nervous I am about flying. I hate it. I I hate turbulence. I genuinely like grab onto the people next to me on the flight. I'm like white knuckling in my seat. It's awful. The people next to me are like, wow, this girl has no, you know, she has no idea about personal space. She's touching me. She's gripping onto my shirt. She's a freak. But then I try and just like nervous talk my way out of it. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just a really scared flyer. I've been on a hundred thousand planes, but every time (laughs) just hate it. So um, if you ever sit next to me on a plane, just know that you're going to have to tell me some funny stories. You're going to have to, you know, say some really uncomfortable things just to get me distracted. So enjoy that. Either way, off topic. But um, so I went to this hot yoga class and Liz, the instructor, she went over this breathing meditation type thing. And the reason I like it is because it only lasts like 12 seconds. <laughs> so it's basically you breathe in through your nose deeply for four seconds. Then you hold that breath for four seconds and then you let it go for four seconds. So it's like a 12 mini, 12 second mini meditation. And on the flight, I had to use that because I was literally pissing myself on this flight. There was so much turbulence. I was doing my very best. They were like, oh, we're going to have to reroute you to Arkansas. And I was like, I'm going to miss this effing marathon. I'm off the charts nervous. It was so, um, so cloudy and so bumpy. And even the flight attendants were nervous, which, you know, to all the flight attendants out there, get your shit together. If you're, if you're looking nervous, then everyone around you is going to be nervous. Like we need you as a saving grace, get your shit together, flight attendants, but, um, landed safely. Thank goodness. Very happy for that. But I know it would have been so much worse had I not had that little distraction. I did the breathing technique for a couple minutes straight, which I don't think you realize is a long time just to focus on your breathing. So I was really, really doing my best there. 
So I did that low class. Typically in the morning before a flight, I will go do a workout, but I try and not have like a super, super high intensity workout that morning. And this is why. So when you're on a flight, your body is already going through all the stress of travel. And that always fucks with your digestion. So if you're feeling really stressed out, then your regularity is going to be off because you're going to go into that fight or flight mode and your body's not going to prioritize digesting. It's going to, you know, leave everything. It's going to kind of stop digesting and then focus on, um, you know, your protective instincts. So um, just because travel is something super different. And so basically what it's doing is, um, you know, your cortisol levels are going to be risen. So you're going to have this kind of stressed out feeling and that jittery feeling, even if it's just super low key, like traveling is just stressful within itself. So I try and not put my body under too much stress willingly before a flight. So what I'll do is I'll go do a hot yoga class or I'll do more cardio that morning, or I'll just go lift weights and I won't do sprints or hit or anything like that. Um, and I honestly, I might not even listen to music that morning. I'll listen to a podcast or bossa nova or something like that. Um, so I like to keep my cortisol levels low before I get on a flight. I also don't like to have a bunch of caffeine because that will one dehydrate you two, um, just add a little bit of extra stress to your body. And I just don't want that. I'm already anxious enough on a plane. I don't need to be caffeinated and freaking out and all like jacked up from a high intensity workout. So this hot yoga class was totally perfect for me. I'm obsessed with it. Um, if you haven't done hot yoga, you are missing out. If you like to sweat, you get into a deep stretch people, you just don't realize how amazing it is. Um, Either way, so after the hot yoga class, I came home and I ate a huge meal just of vegetables. Um, so I had a little bit of lentil in there. So I had some lentils, maybe half a cup. And then I did a bunch of roasted butternut squash, kale, onion, and some mushroom, I think. Yeah, mushroom. So I did that. And then I also had a ton of water. So I already had my cup of coffee. And then I used a, um, I, I don't know if you guys have ever used them. They're called Noon, N-U-U-N. Shout out to Noon. If you guys want to sponsor the podcast, reach out to Assista, but you just throw a little tablet in your water and it puts electrolytes in your water, which is huge for restoring hydration. Um, it's basically just higher quality for your system and it helps the water get into your cells a little bit better so that you stay more hydrated than if you were just drinking, say, regular tap water, regular filtered water. So grab some Noon tablets. They're amazing to travel with. You can get them at Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or something like that. They're just N-U-U-N. Um, I will try my best to post about them later, but um, great for hydration, especially when you're traveling because when you're going up in the high altitude, it will you know suck the life out of your skin and your intestines and all that good stuff. So did that. And then as soon as I got to the airport around 12, I got myself a coconut water. And then I also got myself another electrolyte water while I was there. I try and not eat at the airport. I don't want my digestion to stop because that's stress on your body and it's super aging for your body if you're stressed and you're holding on to that food. So when you're in the air on a plane, your digestion, there's been a lot of research shown that your digestion actually kind of stops. So you know, unless your flight's like 12 hours and you really want to eat, but do your best to try and eat before the flight and try and go to the bathroom before the flight. Cause one, nobody wants to be pooping on a plane when you have to like have a whole line of people waiting outside of for you. And that's just, you know, as comfortable as I am talking about that kind of thing, I just don't want to stink up the plane. I don't want anyone knowing like it's, it's a very obvious situation. So 
do your best to go to the bathroom before the flight. Um, drink a ton of water. Don't not drink water just because you don't want to get up during a flight. That's a shitty reason. Um, you're going to feel so much better if you stay hydrated. So grab yourself a coconut water full of potassium, minerals, and sodium, um, and then grab yourself another bottle of water. You'll look like a fool walking around with all these bottles, but it will be so, so, so worth it. So yeah, don't eat on the flight. And um, yeah, there are so many benefits to that, but I won't get too much into it. Um, but okay, either way. So we're on the flight and we land and everything is all good. And then once you get off the flight, I don't know if you guys have been to ORD, the Chicago airport. It's great. I'm obsessed with that airport. And, and Chicago in itself, like I mm, really want to move there now. I'm. It's not the first time I've been, but definitely not the last. I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. So once you get off the plane, um, you have to get on the train unless you want to spend like 40 bucks on an Uber, which I just was not down to do. And I kind of like exploring the city. I was on my own and it felt pretty cool. It felt pretty local. So hopped on the train and I knew it was going to be an hour long train ride and I was already pretty hungry. So, um, I didn't want to be in like a bitchy, hangry mood. As soon as I got to see my sister and all the friends, I wanted to be on and operating at my highest frequency. So I went and grabbed a little bar at the airport and it's not, it wasn't like the healthiest bar I could have gotten, but I also didn't want to just have a banana. Um, sometimes those can constipate you. So I chose like this, I think it was a kind bar. It really wasn't the best, but, um, wanted to just have something to tide me over and that worked perfectly. I just chugged another bottle of smart water and had my kind bar, eh. but, um, what are you going to do? It was better than like Funyuns, you know? So did that, got to the hotel. It was amazing to see my sister. She was so happy. Um, you know, everyone was just in this amazing high buzzy mood. Everyone was so excited for the marathon the next day. Everyone was prepped and ready. And, you know, since only two of the people in our group were running the marathon, you know, everyone else was drinking. So <laughs> it was a good time. So we went to this place called Ima, which is a Mediterranean restaurant. Mediterranean restaurants, when you travel, is always a really great option because they always have a ton of veggies and they have a ton of really filling foods like um, falafel and hummus and things like that that are vegan or at least a healthier choice. You know, it's a healthier alternative to like refried beans and, you know, a bunch of fried foods. So, or even just meat in general. So, when we went there, my sister and I split a couple of things because it was family style. And I told you guys, I'm getting really specific with what we're ordering because people always ask like, what do I actually get? I did not, typically I look at the menu before I go in and I pick out what I'm going to get when I get there. So I don't even have to look at the menu and be tempted. But this time we didn't have a bunch of time. So I just went in and we went freaking ape shit over this menu. It was so, so good. Ema, shout out. It's amazing. Um, it's in just downtown Chicago. Highly recommend EMA. But my sister and I, we split the classic hummus and it had shiitake mushrooms and naan. Then we had these baked Brussels sprouts and I, they might've been the best Brussels sprouts I've ever had because normally if you get fried Brussels sprouts at a restaurant, they're super oily and they've got a ton of salt on them. These actually tasted like they were done either baked with no oil or in like an air fryer. So, whoa, they, it, they killed it. And then we had some falafel balls that were huge. So we each had like three big falafel balls, which are a ton of protein, good carbs. Um, and especially for her, she was running the race in the morning. We had a little bit of the non bread. Then we had, um, two dirty kettle martinis. That was awesome. Well, I did, she did not, but, um, love a dirty martini. I always try and make sure I tell the waiter, you know, no blue cheese in the olives. And I'll only ask for two because otherwise they'll just give you one and that's no fun. But, um, two extra dirty kettle martinis, um, if you're really indulging. And then 
we went home, went to bed early. It was perfect. Woke up the race. Um, it was a pretty rainy day, but I think that was great for the runners. Not so much for the spectators because, you know, running around in a city, it's freezing. Um, but it was so, so awesome to watch. So during the race the next day, I held off on breakfast. I woke up at five with my sister and her best friend, Courtney, that was also running it with her. And we woke up, we had a small coffee, chugged a bunch of water because, you know, we're running around the city and we're not going to prioritize like going to get lunch. You know, you don't really realize it, but three hours for a race or a little over three hours is not that much time to when you have a couple miles and miles to walk and try and figure out where all these runners are going to be. Cause you want to see them at certain times of the race. So I prioritized a little bit of coffee in the morning and then a ton of water, just making sure that I was staying hydrated. And then we didn't eat until probably 12. And that was good with me. We were staying super distracted. Everyone was in such good spirits. Highly recommend doing that if you're going to, if you know you're going to be overindulging maybe later on in the day or at night, prioritize intermittent fasting during the morning so that your body has the chance to really clear out what it has in it from the night before. And um, just kind of give it that rest for digestion. You'll also have a ton more energy and I've done other podcasts on intermittent fasting. So feel free to look back at those. But anyways, it was a good call for me. Everyone kind of felt like they were on the same page. So after her race, we went to a, a restaurant that I can't remember the name of, but my sister and I, excuse me, we, my sister and I split a veggie burger and that was really great. We did have some French fries, but they split them for us. You can also ask them to split the French fries. So Highly recommend doing that. So if you're a French fry freak like me, then you still want to have your damn fries dipped in mustard. But um, yeah, they'll split those for you. We also split like a creamy kale salad, but it wasn't dairy. I don't know what it was. I think it was like an avocado dressing maybe, but it was really great. So we prioritized having that salad and that, um, you know, carb filled, but not too disgustingly oily food. So right after the um, race, we did that. We were full. We felt great. Had a glass of champagne, toasted to Alexa. She crushed it. She qualified for Boston. And that's such a big deal. Oh my God. I was so proud of cried. Um, so we did that. And then we went to a rooftop bar and had some amazing cocktails. Some of the best I've ever had. And I had a gin and tonic, but it was like a sexy Spanish gin and tonic. So I think those are coming back. Gin and tonics are definitely coming back. So mark my words, we're all going to be drinking gin and tonics on rooftops in the next couple of months. So we did that. And then we ordered a, um, we ordered like a little heirloom tomato wedge salad. Someone else ate the burrata on it, but it was so yummy. It was a perfect little snack because the tomatoes were nice and salty. It was great. Um, so here's what I want to point out with that. So even though we were at a bar and most of their food options were like charcuterie boards or, um, you know, different types of bacon wrapped seafood and amazing things, but things that I just typically don't eat, you can still modify everything. So we asked for this burrata salad appetizer without the burrata or the burrata on the side. People are always super, super understanding about it. What, you think you're the first person ever who's gone in there and been like, I don't eat dairy. And they're like, oh, we got to figure something out. Oh no. No, they've done it before. It's not a big deal. You can also ask for all of the sides for the charcuterie plate that aren't meat and cheese. So we'll sometimes, my sister and I will split like bread, big green mustard, a bunch of pickled veggies. And, um, yeah, that's basically it for a charcuterie board and maybe some fruit. And I know it's not proper food combining, but the experience is there. Hey, what are you going to do here in Chicago? So you can always do that without the meat and the cheese and you always feel so great. And it's still that beautiful board experience that you love. Um, but you just don't feel like shit afterwards. And then that night we went to a bar and it wasn't the best bar food. It was kind of like 
Chicago's version of a Fuddruckers. I think we were all just had too much to drink and we were like, whatever, let's go here. And ugh, I, anyways, I won't even say the name of this place, but we went in and someone dropped a shrimp in my beverage and it was fine. But I think it was at that point of the night where we were like, mm, let's just take this as an L and go home. So I had a, they actually, you know, what was really cool about this place. Even though it was a sports bar, they still had those Beyond Meat Impossible burgers. So they're not real meat. They're like a meat substitute, but tons of protein tasted just like a burger and it was super easy to order. I just got it without cheese and without a bun. And then they brought tater tots. So I shared my tater tots with a table and it was perfect. And I was super happy about it. Just not so much fulfilled by it, but it made me happy that a sports bar that really only sells like burgers and fries and beer cheese, they had an option for vegans. And I'm not a hundred percent vegan, but I'm not going to eat a burger. I'm just not. So it felt really, really cool and progressive, and I was proud of them for doing that. And I should write a comment card, but I, I don't really, you know, just I'm going to put it out there in the world. Like, good job. More places should do that. So we did that. And then this morning for breakfast, and brunch, brunch and breakfast is kind of a tough one for people. A lot of people don't think of creative things to do for breakfast. They're like, well, vegan. So does that just mean like tofu or does that just mean, you know, oatmeal with fruit. No, it doesn't. So you can get really creative. And here's what I always recommend doing at a brunch or a, um, breakfast place. It's not just going to be pancakes and waffles and Nutella crepes and, um, you know, eggs Benedict and things like that. They always have sides. So what we did this morning was we got their avocado toast and it had this amazing, like pea mash over it. And then we had some mung beans over it. And then we ordered sides of green juice. We got a, um, almond milk latte, which is super filling anyways, and so damn good. And the glass was, the cup was huge, like big as my saucer, the size of my head. So we were feeling super jacked up from that. And it was also super filling. So we did that. And then the avocado toast, we ordered, um, sides of sliced tomato. And then we also had another hummus and non dip and it came with a little tomato salad with it. And it was perfect. So it came, it was an experience. If you're feeling like you just want to you know, over order and overeat, order a couple of small things that are have, that have components. So you have to like work to get it done. So you, you know, spread the hummus on the pita, then you put the little stuff on top of it. And it's like kind of, kind of a little experience. That's why I like charcuterie boards. So even though I'm not eating the meat or cheese on them, it's still fun. You still like get a little sexy with it. Love it. So highly recommend ordering things that have components. So like a slice of pizza, something that doesn't have a component, but a DIY taco that's got components and that's always awesome. And you can make that however you want. So just let that sink in. And, um, yeah, so that was our trip. That's genuinely everything that I ate on that trip. Um, oh, we did actually order some, um, popcorn. We got it from Target. She went and got a couple things for the race and I got a big bag of popcorn that we shared together. It was awesome. And get over it. We ate the whole thing. Actually, I had to throw away like one eighth of the bag at the end just because I was like, ooh, so full, but you know, needed my energy for the race, right? So either way, we did that, but um, also some things to know when you're traveling, always prioritize the hydration movement and light in the morning. So I didn't get to do my pink Himalayan sea salt in the morning. Uh, with my hot water, but I got to do my coffee. But before that, I still got to do my room temp water. So I chugged an entire water bottle, um, 
like the 32 ounce big ones, chugged that every single morning before I did everything, brushed my teeth, stretched it out on my bed and then chugged the water. So that was a non-negotiable for me. I do not do anything during a trip without having, um, my water first. So I don't care if anybody thinks that that's, you know, something that they're incapable of doing. That's the worst excuse in the world. That's just, you just got to prioritize and every hotel has it. You may have to pay like two extra dollars for a water bottle, but Hey, you got to do what you got to do. Okay. So that's my spiel about Chicago and I'm going to go back. Loved it so much. I mean, just they, Chicago, they really just, you guys just do outdo yourself. You're it's your great hosts. Love you. Love you a long time. Um, so that's just me addressing a bunch of the questions that I get when I do travel or if people are about to travel, they're like, what should I order? You know, prioritize looking at the menus of places where you, before you go and, um, do your best to prioritize getting your nutrition dense foods in the morning or in the first part of your day, because, chances are when you're traveling, you're mostly going to be indulging in the later part of the day into the evening. So if you can prioritize getting your fiber, your water, your greens in in the morning, then you're really setting yourself up for success. It's going to help curb your cravings for shit food later on in the day. And then it's also going to help keep you a little bit more full and satisfied if you're adding in that fiber, um, which will just lubricate your whole system and keep your reg, you know, how I like it. So um, those are just a couple of quick tips for you guys. And here's here's one thing that I just want to point out. So the holidays are coming and everyone's like, oh, just, you know, let loose, indulge. You can do that. But if you know you're the kind of person that kind of feels guilty afterwards, then just do your best to get your greens in beforehand because you don't want to spend that whole entire time, you know, loathing yourself for eating, you know, a piece of pecan pie or, you know, some Halloween candy. It's going to happen and that's okay. You don't have to like necessarily cut out everything, but just add in more good stuff. I think that's a huge, huge, huge rule of thumb. And I don't think enough people do it. So the whole reason you're traveling during the holidays is to see your friends and family. You're, you're not there to, um, you know, compete in a bikini contest. You're not there to be, you know, criticizing what other people are eating. Don't be that guy at the party, you know, let people eat what they want to eat. They're on their own journey, you know, make, just make the choices that make you feel good. And then other people will follow if you're trying to get other people on board with you, but you know, set yourself up for success, bring the family, some healthy alternatives. I have this entire holiday ebook on my website. You guys are more than welcome to buy it. Also, um, I do have a teeny tiny partnership with my favorite. I I mean, I, I don't really eat take protein powders or anything like that, but the only companies that I have used ever are Aura Organics, O-R-A Organic, and I'm obsessed with them. They're Not only are their bottles really beautiful, but they just, they have everything. They have a bunch of turmeric options. They have a bunch of, um, of course they have protein powders, but they also have a bunch of greens that you can travel with. So I highly recommend, you can always use my link. Um, I have it on my Instagram too, but it's just auraorganics.grsm.com dot io backslash Eliza Gellman. So highly recommend using that. I'll put that in the show notes. Um, if you feel like you can't prioritize or you're not in a place where you can get your greens in the morning, then just bring a little bit of that. It's not my number one choice. I always recommend getting it from whole foods, but when you're traveling, it's always a good alternative. Um, and I know that this one little segment has gone on a little longer than I thought, but you know, I think I'm just going to leave it at that. I think I'm just going to leave it super simple travel tips for the holidays, you know, just make sure that you're 
you know, prioritizing your nutrition, prioritize your gut. Um, don't get too stressed out before you get on a plane. Keep your cortisol levels low. Your whole life will be so much better. And when you're traveling, really enjoy the space and the time and the environment. You don't have to always just go somewhere to eat deep dish pizza or pasta. It's always great to do if you want to, but, you know, make it about the people that you're around, not just about the, you know, not just about the freaking, like I said, the deep dish or the etouffee omelet in New Orleans. Like you're going to go to a lot of cool places, but you're going there for the culture and you're going there for the people. And, you know, food is a part of that, but it doesn't have to be every single meal. That's not indulging. That's changing your lifestyle to eating every meal being just like a super heavy shit meal. That's not overindulging. That's, that's, you know, you're, you're doing something that you probably are going to regret. So just, just know yourself. Like if you're one of those people, then you can be pretty self-aware. It's not rocket science, if you know you're going to feel guilty after eating 15 cookies, then maybe just if you know you're going to do that, do it later on in the day after you've had some kale. Just saying. Kale kale will change your life. It'll, it'll regulate you, if you know what I mean. But either way, this has been episode number 10. Oh my God. So we're going to be doing our next episode from Napa, actually, um, which I cannot wait for. So we'll be in Napa next week. I'm actually going to have my sister with me. She's going to be talking about how to prioritize health when you work a desk job, when you're working nine to five. And, um, you know, she's one of the most incredible athletes that I've ever known. She's incredible. Y'all will love her. She's hilarious. She's almost as funny as I am. And, um, anyways, so thought you guys would be interested in hearing someone else who doesn't work just in the fitness industry, but someone who works a, a real life desk job. She's a really successful consultant doing amazing things, but also prioritizing her health and fitness and wellness and nutrition. So, and with having a boyfriend who's not vegan. It's, it's pretty cool. She's got some great tips and you guys will love having her on. Um, so two of my controllable and then kind of spiritual this time types of feed or advice (laughs) that you guys can have at the end of the episode is going to be, so my one measurable tip that you guys can start implementing skills move that you can start implementing right now is is to pick up a copy of The Daily Stoic. I post about it on my Instagram a thousand times a week. It has changed my life. I just read one page per day. I know I've said it before, but you've got to buy this book. It's The Daily Stoic. It's just a little book of different, you know, I guess messages that can apply to your daily life. And you don't have to be going through a tough time. You don't have to be, you know, in search of anything. It's just a really amazing tool that I like to use that kind of just sets the tone of my day for gratitude and for happiness and for being stoic and focusing on what I can control. And it's, it's been monumentally great. And every time I talk about it, it has been, um, like the number one most asked question on my whole social media anywhere. It's what book is that? Where do I find it? It's just on Amazon. A couple people I know have already purchased it. It's called the daily stoic. I love it. And then one type of, you know, not so much measurable, but just mental thing that you guys can add into your daily practice is anytime you're trying to feel, um, a mood change, anytime you're starting to feel anxious or sad or territorial or jealous or weird, um, upset about anything, even if you're stressed in traffic, do what I was talking about, what I learned in that hot yoga class with Liz the other day. So in through your nose, 
four deep breaths and then hold it for four seconds and then release it for four seconds and just kind of keep repeating that for a few minutes until you start to feel your mood change. Even if it's just you focusing on your breathing for about a minute, it will really, really help kind of just kind of pivot the way you're feeling and it will refocus. The way I like to think about it is it kind of just lets the snowball dust settle. So if you shake up a snowball, that's kind of how you're feeling in the middle of the day. Emotions are everywhere. They're running wild. There's no rhyme or reason. It's scattered. But the deep breaths kind of just let you set it down and all the snowflakes just kind of chill there. I thought that was pretty appropriate for the holiday tips that we were just giving. So anyways, thought you guys would enjoy. This again has been episode 10 Love you guys so much. Make sure you follow, subscribe, like, and share. That is the only way we can keep this thing going. I'm also going to send a link to my Aura Organics link so that you guys can check it out. I think you guys will love it. You will also just love their website and their social media. They're so cool. Um, But yep, this is Eliza G. Fitness, hotter than health. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Eliza G underscore fitness, as well as on Facebook. You can always send me an email. It's on my Instagram. Um, And yeah, tell your friends, tell your family, everyone travels, everyone's got holiday BS going on. So just know that you're not alone and hopefully these tips and tricks will help you guys out. All right. Have an amazing rest of your week, everybody. We will talk soon.